One of the things that has helped me, I think, most throughout my life is trying to develop a mindset where no matter the circumstances, and the only guarantee in life is that circumstances are going to constantly change, especially when I don't want them to, right? When I'm comfortable. You could just, the guarantee in life is, well, just wait a minute because circumstances are going to change. Something's going to happen. We certainly are, we're certainly learning that in 2020, aren't we? The year 2020 when I'm recording this. So how do I, how do I have a mindset where no matter the circumstances, I'm able to learn, contribute, and grow without becoming bitter, all right? Something happened in our family this last week that made me think about this again, and I want to share it because perhaps it might help some of you as well. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, the podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ways to more effectively influence other people so they can accelerate results. Welcome in. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, do me a quick favor. If you find value in these episodes, just tap on the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening to this uh, on right now. And every Monday and every Wednesday, you'll get our new episodes. We're releasing them twice a week right now in the morning on in most of the U.S., early afternoon on the East Coast. I don't know what time or day of the week it is for you if you're located somewhere else in the world. But uh, yeah, tap on that subscribe button. You'll get two episodes a week. Okay, here's what I want to dive into on in this episode. So the only thing in life that's certain is change, right? You've heard people say that before. And if you've been around for more than a minute, you know that's true. And in fact, you know that if you're comfortable, things will probably change quickly in a way that you wouldn't have designed. You wouldn't have drawn up on a sheet of paper. Something at work will change. Something with the customer will change. Something in your personal life will change. I don't know. Maybe a pandemic will will roll out across the entire globe and shut down the entire economy. Uh, (laughs) uh, Stranger things have happened, right? The longer you live, the more you realize, okay, yeah, I've lived through a terrorist attack. I've lived through a war. I've lived through a housing bubble. I've lived through a pandemic. I've lived through, you know, a Great Depression for those that have been around a long time. Those of you that are very, very, they're older. Um, Whatever it might be, you learn that a tsunami. I mean, I, I told a story a few episodes ago about where when I was back in the media days, I covered a tsunami that wiped out hundreds of thousands of people in an instant. So the longer you live, the more you realize that it's wise to expect the unexpected. And the examples I just shared are big and affect the whole globe or most of the globe, but they happen on a smaller scale in our lives too. Somebody comes home and shares something that you were not expecting. The boss sends you an email and go and and shares a, a change internally. And you go, what? Or a customer, something happens in with customers, or a competitor makes an adjustment. I mean, you just have to expect the unexpected. And the people who tend to be the most successful, in my experience, are those who are able to adapt, change, and innovate fastest, adjust the fastest. And the people who have the biggest challenges in life are who. It's the people who who become bitter. 
who um, become totally focused. They live, I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes, people who live in the past versus people who live in the present, people versus people who live in the future, right? And so some people live in the past. They, they just constantly describe to you how things used to be because they're, they're either bitter or they're still, they're still thinking about how it was before this changed or that changed, right? So let me give you a quick example of what happened or a story of what happened in our family. So my son, who if you've listened to this podcast on a regular basis, you know my oldest is serving as a missionary in our church. He, he got assigned to serve for two years in Australia speaking Mandarin Chinese. No, he's never speaking Mandarin. So he had to learn Chinese and then he got shipped off to Australia, which was not an assignment he was expecting. Chinese speaking in Australia. That's some funky accent, right? So he goes there, he learns, he goes through a crash course of Chinese for for, uh, nine weeks. And then he, and then he gets sent on a plane, flies all the way around the globe, and uh, and lands in in uh, in Australia, and and he's getting used to that life, right? He's teaching English twice a week to a lot of Chinese and immigrants from all over the world in downtown Brisbane, Australia. He's he's doing all these things, and he's getting used to this life. That's he's fresh out of high school, so this is a totally different life. Well, then the pandemic, COVID-19 rolls out, right? And it starts and so within a few weeks, he finds himself on a charter jet with hundreds of people who are like him serving as missionaries for our church. They're on this Delta plane back to the US. And suddenly he's home. Well, we didn't expect to see him for 2 years. Now he's home and he doesn't know when he's going back out. And, and so he, he ends up being home for two months and he gets a phone call one day with his reassignment. It's kind of like the military, you know, where you don't know where you're going next and you just have to kind of accept the order and you get that paperwork and, oh, we're moving to such and such. This is how I was raised where every three years we knew we don't know where we're going, but we're going somewhere. We're going to say goodbye to everybody and get ready to go. I think that's my upbringing. The environment I was raised in helped me. I don't know. I, I hope it, it's helped me get good at this. It certainly made it a priority in my life. So my son, he gets this reassignment to Washington State. And now he's speaking mainly English. So he's he's never been paired up with a companion, another missionary who's from America. Now he's serving mostly with Americans in Washington State. Very different from his assignment. Well, so he finds himself in downtown Seattle. And if you've been reading the news at all, <laughs> downtown Seattle has been kind of crazy the last few months um, with protests and, and everything going on. So he's, he's down there and he's living and he can't go out and meet a lot of people. And so he's living more kind of online in Facebook and virtual world and being able to go out a few times a week, but not a lot. And, and he really enjoys who he's serving with who he's paired up with, his companion, a guy who's from Utah here in the States, his first American companion. And, uh, and things are going really well. And he's, he, he, gets, he gets in, uh, they have what they call transfers, where they call out every six weeks or so, okay, here's, where, here's who's going to a new place 
inside their their kind of inside Washington State. Here's where you're going and who you're going to be teamed up with. And he got the news that he wasn't going anywhere. They were staying together for another six weeks, him and his companion that he enjoys serving with. So he got the news and he's super excited about it. Like, oh, that's awesome because I really like this guy and we work well together. And I like where we're, you know, he's going to dinner with Amazon executives that are members of the same church. And he's meeting people who are, you know, living in these multi-million dollar houses and in downtown Seattle, extremely successful. My son is very entrepreneurial minded, very business oriented. And so he's, he's just having, he's loving networking, connecting with people. So he gets the, he gets the phone call that you're staying where you are. And he's super jacked about that until, until he gets another phone call. Like 24 hours later saying, uh, actually the plans have changed and you're going to up near the Canadian border up into a small town that doesn't even have a stoplight. And he's, so he calls us on Friday. He's allowed to call home for a few minutes and he get, shares this news. And he's, he's, you know, he's learning the things that I've been learning and you've been learning. We've all been learning about how to adjust to change. So I find myself on Saturday, I'm out doing some yard work here in the nice, cool, hundred and uh, what was it? 118 degrees. Yep. 118. Did you know the low in Phoenix? July ended up being the hottest month on record in, in Phoenix, which is saying a lot. Um, and the low was 94, the low temperature. So I'm, I'm out in the yard working on Saturday morning, wondering why, why exactly do we live here? Somebody would please. Oh, that's right. The weather in December and January and February, March, that's why we live here. It's not why we live here in July or August. And, uh, and so I come in from the yard work and I, I sit, I decide to pull out my laptop and I decide I need to write my son an email. Because his circumstances have changed. And I thought, you know what? As a dad, I probably ought to share. It's not that he's bummed. He's not in this massive funk. None, none of that's happening. But they aren't. the circumstances in his life changed in the way he wouldn't have chosen. And, and, and they were unexpected. And so I, I started sharing with him what I'm talking to you about in this podcast episode. And what I shared was, I said to him, I said, you know, I've learned in life to develop this mindset because here's what, here, here, here are a couple of steps that I, uh, things that I think about in a moment like that. Number one, allow yourself to mourn. That's what I told him. I said, when circumstances change, something at work, something at home, something whatever in life, it, you know, this could happen in lots of different forms. Allow yourself time to mourn. It's okay. It's totally human. It's, it's healthy to be bummed or think, dang it. I wish we didn't have a pandemic, right? Or I wish we weren't quarantined or I wish that we weren't at home in online classes or I wish that my spouse or my kid or my brother or my whomever wouldn't have done that or made that choice or that the competitor wouldn't, you know, you know, it's all these different scenarios. So allow yourself some time to mourn. And some situations or circumstances that change in life, I need an hour to mourn. And some circumstances I need six months. And so it depends kind of on the magnitude of the change. And it depends on a, the circumstances of it. But allow yourself time to mourn. That's the way I worded it to him. 
because you're mourning, you're kind of grieving over, dang it. I liked it the way it was. And then you, and then you need to get yourself out of that. The sooner the better. But you can't rush it because then you're not going to be emotionally healthy. But the sooner you can get out of that, the, the happier you're going to be. And then what I try to do after, as I'm trying to come out of that period of mourning, whether it's, again, 10 minutes, an hour, two hours, or several days or weeks or even months, then I try to get into a mindset of where I can find joy, where I can learn, contribute, and grow. And I think it is in that order, learn, contribute, and grow. I try to find a mindset, get in the mindset of where I can learn, contribute, and grow in my new circumstances. And what I shared with my son is I said, you know, one of the things that I think I've learned throughout my life is the people that I know who have seem to have the most wisdom are those who can adjust from mourning to that mindset of learn, contribute, and grow the fastest. And can get in, because you're, you're now, you're now, okay, you were in downtown Seattle. Now you're in Nowhereville, Washington State with a bunch of, you know, just, you know, a totally different demographic. And it wasn't necessarily, it's not, nothing bad about it. It's just not, it's not what you were used to or what you were thinking you would be, the environment you would be in. And, and so now you got to think, well, what can I learn from this environment? What can I learn from the person that now I am assigned to live with, spend 24 hours a day with for an unforeseen period of time? It might be six weeks. It might be two weeks. It might be three months. What can I learn from him or in life from her or them? How can I contribute in this setting, in this circumstance? And I think you start, I do think you, you think through first, okay, what can I learn what do I need to know? What, what, what do I need to absorb? And how do I need to change my mindset in this environment? And then the next question is, okay, how can I contribute? How can I make a difference here? This totally applies in business and in personal life. So if it's at work, it's okay. How did the circumstances change? My role changed. My title changed. My department changed. The policy changed. My boss, whatever it is. Okay, how do I, what do I need to learn very quickly? And then how can I contribute? How can I bring the most value right now? And then how can I grow? And grow can mean, okay, how can I make a bigger difference here? Or how can I use this as a stepping stone to get to that position or place or whatever it might be? And the same thing is true. Those are the same questions that have served me well in personal life. Okay, circumstances have changed. How, what do I need to learn? Okay, how can I contribute now that I find myself in this setting? And how can I grow? And the people, in my view, who have the most success or have the most joy in their life are the ones who can get into that mindset and in every circumstance have that mindset. Because then they've got all these, I was trying to convince my son in this email I was sending to him, I was trying to convince him that every time your circumstances change, you actually gain life experience. So if you had stayed in downtown Seattle, your growth curve would have been not as steep 
as it is now that you find yourself in a completely new environment. He served in downtown Brisbane, Australia, big city, crossroads of the world in many ways, like, you know, in Asia, um, with lots of people from China and from throughout Asia coming there, and really from Europe, even just meeting people from London and Italy and all over. So he's in this big city in, in, in Australia, relatively speaking. Then he's in a big city in downtown Seattle with all these successful people in multiple languages and hoping to use his Mandarin Chinese with the Asian population in downtown uh, Seattle. So, he's, you know, he's in big cities, and then he finds himself in Nowhereville, <laughs> And not as he would have designed or picked or thought he would have been in. And so, well, what can you learn from it? And the fact that his circumstances change, he's going to have more wisdom when he's further removed from this environment. He's going to look back at this experience and go, well, I learned these things in downtown Seattle. And then when I got moved out to Nowhereville, then I, I learned these things. And then when I moved to this place, I learned these things. And then the more that your circumstances change, the more wisdom you have. Right? Right? And so that's one way to look at the changes that life brings to us and think, okay, I'm actually, and I, I went into this in my email with, with my son as well. I said, you know, you'll have more empathy for different people in your life because of the different circumstances you've found yourself in, and you will be more valuable as a leader because you will be able to relate to more people with more backgrounds, more different circumstances than if you had stayed in the same environment. I feel like one of the benefits from the way I was raised, being a, an army brat, where you know my dad got reassigned every three years, and so every three years of my life growing up, we were in a new circumstance, in a new setting. Alabama, Oklahoma, Maryland, Germany, Texas, so we were finding ourselves in new environments and new settings. And what can I learn? How can I contribute? How can I grow? And the faster you can transition to those questions from a state of mourning, the more joy you'll have and the more wisdom you will gain. The people who in my life, who I've met, who I've worked with, who I've coached and consulted, who tend to struggle the most are those who struggle to get out of the mourning stage because some people are permanently there. Haven't you seen that? Like some people, life changes, something adjusts, and it's like been a decade or 20 years, and they're still mourning it. Now, there are a few exceptions well, I don't know if there are exceptions, but I would say I don't fault anyone for mourning some situations in their life that are massively traumatic. And so the loss of someone or an illness or something, you know, something that really affected life in a negative way, it, you may mourn that forever. And that's, I, that's actually, I think, healthy because a part of you is gone or you, you, you absolutely, no one in their right mind would have wanted that change. And yet the principle still applies, right? The more you can, you can still have a little piece of you that mourns that past. So in fact, what I wrote down to, to, to my son was, you know, you mourn what was and you learn, contribute and grow from what is. And so a piece of you might mourn what was forever, as long as that's not the dominant 
um, the the dominant mindset, right? You can still mourn certain things. There's a part of you that, gosh, I, it's been 20 years and I'm still mourning that he, she, they are gone or that this changed in my life. I really wish it wouldn't have. Okay, well, a part of you can continue to mourn that's very healthy. And in many instances, it's respectful of whoever that, whomever that might be. If it's a death we're talking about, it's respectful. As long as that's not your, the majority of your mindset, the majority of your mindset needs to be, what can I learn, contribute, and grow from what is? That, I hope, is helpful to you. So, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, tap on that subscribe button. If you found value in this episode, do me a favor. Screenshot what's on your phone right now. You listening to this, what's on the screen. Share it in an Instagram story or in a Facebook post or just tell a friend um, or a colleague or somebody. Send them a text and let them know, hey, you might want to listen to this episode. What I, the reason I record these podcast episodes is because I want to help others. And I'm old enough and scarred enough in life from making mistakes and trying to learn and coaching and consulting other leaders and being involved with thousands of them in my line of work as a consultant that uh, works with thousands, tens of thousands of leaders a year. I, I see enough. I've learned enough. I've stumbled enough. I think, man, I, I want to speak to me 10, 15, 20 years ago. And so that's who I'm really talking to. I'm talking to the me, myself, 10, 15 years ago. And, and, and so I, I sit down and I record these episodes. There are no ads in them. There's no revenue coming from them, not selling you anything. The reason I do it, what motivates me are the texts I get or the direct messages I get or the posts I see on LinkedIn where someone tags me and they, they share, hey, this episode or that episode really helped me. And so that's my, that is what drives me in recording all of these is trying to help someone more effectively influence others so they can accelerate results. Whatever that result is, more joy in their personal life, a happier family, a greater ability to lead their family, um, promotions at work how to get teams to think and act the way they need to so they can deliver whatever it is, whatever that result is. My, my, my intent is to try to help you accelerate it through more effectively influencing others. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.